Hey guys, welcome to Reactions TV. Uh, today is our last episode of the Mindhunter series, episodes 7, 8, and 9 of season 2. Um, hopefully you've enjoyed this. Um, we've definitely learned a lot doing the TV episodes over the movies. Um, anyway, you can follow us on social media at Facebook Reaction Media, Twitter Reaction underscore media, and Instagram Reaction underscore media. Remember to like, comment, subscribe, share, uh, and just listen to this podcast more. Uh, we're trying to release movies on Wednesdays, and we are releasing TV shows on Fridays. Anyway, here we go. Hey guys, welcome to Reactions TV. I'm Alex. And this is David. Today we will be finishing out our Mindhunter Season 2 series with Episodes 7, 8, and 9. How do you feel about that? I am excited. <laughs> I can tell. I am. I am. I, we, I feel like we approached this all wrong. I feel like we watched all of this and then we were like, now let's talk about it. Hopefully we don't give spoilers for the episodes ahead and we're notorious for spoilers. We started this podcast saying, hey, guess what? We're going to be a spoiler podcast. I do feel like we shouldn't have watched the entire show before recording these. I think you're right about that. So we've learned, we're learning from this and the next time we're going to watch them and then podcast and then watch the next set. It's going to be much more fun. Let's go straight into this. Episode 7, Bad Leads. It's the first episode that opens without the BTK. Yep, but I felt like that was fitting I, I, because the last episode ended on such a cliffhanger. And we just realized, or I just realized, that we missed the cliffhanger last episode. We didn't talk about the cliffhanger. Well, we didn't talk about it like it was a cliffhanger. We talked about the interview that we're supposed to be talking about now. So recap, um, he drives a lot and he has a bunch of tape in his truck and... He was pleasuring himself out by where a body was, and yeah, there's a lot that we've already talked about. <laughs> <laughs> Although I could have sworn it happened in episode six. See, this is why we can't, we can't watch ahead next time. <laughs> so, I mean, should we even talk about what happened, or should we just say, hey, listen to the last episode for the beginning of episode seven? Well, if people are binging our episodes like they should be, y'all should be binging all of these Mindhunter episodes, then they would have already known. They, they already definitely seen. should be binging them because, yeah. It's compelling. Is it? I, I feel like so. I, I feel think. like, yeah. We're telling you the plot line of something you've already watched. Mm -hmm. Yep. Great idea. <laughs> so you want to talk about the highlights in, in uh, episode seven, the actual highlights that we haven't discussed before? Yes. So uh, after the plumber gets let go... When Holden is well, the one that sticks out to me the most is is when uh, Holden is trying to make it to where he said he was going to be with the the parade. Uh, it's not a parade; it's a it's a, a march, and because uh, it's not celebratory at all. And uh, he's trying to make it to where he said he would be to have the cross for the memorial for these kids. But they wouldn't let him just have a cross. They were like. Yeah, so we'll send you a cross, and then you have to assemble the cross, and then you have to take the cross to the split, the space where you want the cross. Well, and the crazy part is he was supposed to have so many crosses. I mean, he was given uh, several 
or he was sent several crosses. He ordered several crosses, but he was only able to get one out to that spot and just barely at that time. Although I've got that a, lady stares at him like you person. She has a good stare. Yes. I honestly thought so. They add that film grain to the to the shooting, which was really really cool. To you and not to uh, most other people. Yes, but I thought it was cool. I did too. Mm-hmm. I'm just I'm not most other people. I'm just saying there were a lot of people who were like no, and by a lot of people I mean the article we read said no. <laughs> I did think it looked. I was wondering if he was going to get uh, uh, beaten by somebody misunderstanding the situation, because if you figure, he's a he. He obviously wasn't dressed like the clan. But he was running around. He was a white guy running around with the cross, and I was getting concerned. I was get, I was getting, and he was running down these back alleys, and I was really getting concerned he was going to get jumped, and that would be the way that they took the story. And then he never made it to the end because he got jumped. Not the end of the show, just the end of the parade. The end of the show, he dies. Not the parade. Sorry, the walk. Jeez, golly, you keep saying parade. <laughs> it's a happy. No, it's not. No, it's not. nothing about Mindhunter is happy. <laughs> That's true, especially this season. But I really, uh, I like that whole sequence. I thought it looked cool. I thought it was shot well. And uh, and it was intense. I mean, you're, you're wondering the whole time if Holden's going to make it to the uh, to fulfill his promises. And he technically does. Technically. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, speaking of depressing, horrible things, uh, Tench's family is, uh, well, they we've already said, like, last episode, we were like, they're having a rough time. Well, now it's worse. <laughs> it keeps getting worse. It keeps getting worse, and it's not even like it keeps getting worse. Like you can just watch as their marriage deteriorates, and you can tell that the woman, uh, Miss Leland, who uh, Nancy keeps calling Mrs. Leland, and it keeps driving her insane. <laughs> you can tell that she thinks she has him figured out. Oh, we've got it. Brian's a freaking weirdo because his dad's never home, mm-hmm. and also because his dad works for the uh, this. Uh, division that studies uh, serial killers. And, and like, he thinks it's cool. He thinks it's like he's part of her world, and he's, like, trying to, he's like, oh, yeah, we tracked down this guy, and we tracked down this guy, and we did this, and she's like, uh-huh, mm-hmm, yep, okay, when are you home? <laughs> yeah, it didn't look like it went very well for them. And that is because it didn't. <laughs> it didn't at all. Right. Oh, and there's that weird part where, uh, the mom of the toddler comes over. Oh gosh, that was a heartbreaking scene. Just watching the interaction. I just wanted to say that uh, I wanted to let Brian know that it's okay. <laughs> and Nancy was just like, "Nah, nah, you can't do that. You can't do that because it's not okay. Because he helped murder your child. <laughs> kind of. I mean, he didn't help murder. Yeah, he did. He helped pose your child after he was dead." Do they say that it was a he? I want to say... Or is it it just toddler? I want to say they said it was a little boy. Oh, yeah. And then uh, we are so all over the place in this episode. So know that episodes 7, 8, and 9 are dedicated to wrapping up all of the loose ends that happened in episodes 1 through Mm 6. While introducing one of the... Well, the major player in the Atlanta child murders. But that doesn't happen until episode 8. The end of episode eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Wayne, Bertram, Williams. Williams. <laughs> so in 
in keeping with tying up loose ends, Wendy and Kay have a fight because everything's going great, so they have to fight. I honestly didn't see that fight coming. I didn't either, because she's like, hey, we should uh, move in together. And I was just, I was expecting Kay to be like, that's a okay. great idea. Yeah. We should move in together. And she's like, are you asking me to be your roommate or your lover? Because <laughs> it's two different things. Yeah. And, and I- what's weird is, is that Wendy gets analyzed. Oh, yeah. And that's like her job. Mm-hmm. How could an analyzer not think about the fact that she would be analyzed? I, I'm sure Wendy didn't see it coming either. So you think, do you think that it's more of a fling and that Kay wants it to be more of a fling and Wendy's kind of like, no, let's keep doing this. I think that they both want it to be serious, but they're coming at it from two different angles. So, so Wendy's more inclined to be standoffish about it and Kay's like, let's go for it. Yes. Also, by the way, I have kids and stuff. <laughs> or kid. I think she has one. I don't know. It's it's a little confusing because you'd think if that was the case, then Kay would be all about it no matter the circumstances. But Kay wants Wendy to be um, forthright. And she didn't feel like Wendy was being forthright in that situation. That's pretty much episode seven. Yep. Um, so you could waste... 38 to 43 minutes of your life or you could listen to 11 minutes because mm-hmm. that's it yep you've probably already wasted that time though now waste 11 minutes <laughs> um episode eight risk profile there's a bill holden explosion <laughs> it's at the very beginning it's by the river yeah holden's like well you're never here and then and 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 bill's like he screams. And at this point, Holden has no idea what's going on with Bill. He just knows that Bill's dealing with a family situation at home. So Bill enlightens him very forcefully. He makes it clear that, Holden, I've let you be on your own for a while, but I am still in charge, and I'm pretty much your handler, and so d- don't talk to me like that. So I like Holden as a character. I like most of the people as characters. But I think Holden is very arrogant, and I like to see him get his comeuppance every once in a while. Which he does twice this season. Yes, just like in the first episode when he got laid into by his former boss. Uh, I also enjoyed watching him get laid into by Bill. Partially because, I guess I, I like watching the truth get revealed as well, but it was just something satisfying about watching that. Well, I like the tension that they build come to a head, Like because Bill is always like, uh-huh. Yep, but I'm trying to deal with family stuff. But And then there's just that one time where he's like, nope, I'm done with this. I'm not dealing with it. I'm going to tell you what's happening, and you're going to listen. <laughs> so I did not know much about the Atlanta Child Murders before we started watching this show. So when Holden laid out his profile at the very beginning, for me, I was because I didn't do any research and I didn't know about them, I was like, wow, he could still be wrong. But of course, people who know about the Atlanta child murders know, eh. right, exactly, that the uh, that his profile was practically Thank spot on. Thank you, Payne Lindsay. Oh, is that from, is that? Yeah, it's from, uh, it's it called Atlanta Monster. Mm-hmm. It was the guy who did the um, Up and Vanished podcast. He mm-hmm. did Atlanta Monster. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I know what I know about the Atlanta child murders. Should everybody listen to that one? Oh, I would. 
Mm-hmm. Go listen to it. If you enjoyed this show, you'd like If it. you enjoyed this show and you want to know how accurate this show was compared to the actual events, go listen to Atlanta Monster by Payne Lindsay on Tenderfoot TV production in association with How Stuff Works. So uh, they also did the stakeout in this, uh, in this episode. Which Holden totally does not approve of. Right. Because the KKK members are... White. Yes. Oh, I got that one right. You did. I really enjoyed listening to the dialogue between Tench and... Oh, he goes on the stakeout with Garland Periwinkle. Periwinkle. Yep. And he's played by... Uh, what did I say? Bill Sexton? Brent Sexton. Brent Sexton. Yep. And he's a character actor. You, you've you probably seen him in several different TV shows. He was in a lot of popular ones. He, uh, he plays small side roles. And why do you know him? Because he was in four seasons of Justified, and Justified is one of my favorite shows of all time. Justified is David's favorite show of all time. Don't mm-hmm. let him fool you. It's not one of them. It's his favorite show of all time. <laughs> but I really like this uh, the scene of the the cake, the uh, the stakeout. I like the dialogue. It was nice, and it was tense because I didn't know if they were going to arrest somebody or not. Spoiler alert: They don't. Well, they they bring someone in. And then he he dances circles around the cops. Yeah, because he's been arrested a lot because he's a KKK member. Mm-hmm. And he knows his way around the law, and he knows when he can leave. He pre- it felt like he was just playing games with him the whole time. You know, it matched a serial killer vibe. You know, like I was saying how these episodes are kind of boring. Like there's no interview with a serial killer. Mm-hmm. This is vibey like that. Because he probably has killed some people. Probably. Mm-hmm. So... The next thing that I, I mean, obviously, with the last episode, we were talking about, like, episode seven, we were talking about how Bill's home life is starting to deteriorate. Well, it keeps doing that. He walks in one time in this episode where his wife is just outside smoking a cigarette. There's dirty dishes in the sink, and she's pretty much just looking at him like, yep, I'm done. It's all over. We're leaving. We're leaving, right? When are we leaving? And he's like, well, we might could leave. Let's talk about that. And he's trying to be all, like, happy. And I think she makes a good point. I can't remember if it was in episode 8 or episode 7, but she makes a point about how many times they've moved for his job and how she's never asked them to move once until now. And Bill still has a hard time accepting that and being willing to move because he thinks Brian is going to be okay. And he think thinks he, it's not that big a deal. Well, it also, it seems like, you know, like moving is the saying that you're guilty, you know, kind of, mm. it kind of feels like that too. Mm. So yeah. it's kind of like if we move, we're saying Brian's a psychopath and we're trying to get out of here so that you don't arrest him. Exactly. And I think also Bill is trying, it, it comes also to that, uh, that give and take where Bill really trusts the system and he trusts the process they're going through. And Nancy does not. At all. Well, and so Bill thinks everything's going fine, right? So he's like, I'm going to talk to my kid about fishing and try and bond with him. And he mm-hmm. tells him about the story. And I mean, Brian's just staring at him the entire time. And he gets to the end and he's like, and we caught the fish and da, da, da. And Brian just looks at him deadpan and goes, did the fish die? And those are the first words that we've heard since he said, I'm sorry for wetting the bed. Back in episode, what, two, three? Oh, was it that early? Yeah. 
Wow. Yeah, we hadn't heard him speak ever since then. Not at any of the therapy sessions. I wonder how much that kid got paid. All he had to walk, all he had to do was walk around and look like he was depressed. I didn't pay him anything. Oh. That's his natural demeanor. <laughs> Dang it. It's his natural face. He always looks depressed. Mm. When he asked, it, did the fish die? He didn't even know the cameras were rolling. <laughs> That's just who he is. They just found, they just found a serial killer kid. No big deal. He's in jail now. Um, the Kay and Wendy situation is obviously also getting worse. Uh, they haven't talked mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. Kay keeps calling Wendy and Wendy keeps not answering, letting them leave messages. So before that, Wendy came over to Kay's house and I think they're about to go out on a date or order Chinese food or something. And, uh, Kay's oh, ex-husband yeah. shows up. This is the reason they weren't talking because Kay's ex-husband right. shows up. And Wendy, I thought they weren't talking because they didn't want to be roommates uh, or lovers. Well, I think they had agreed. I think or that they had, fi- they had they had finally resolved that conflict. And right before they could celebrate, um, the ex husband comes over with the kid, and Wendy hears Kay talking a completely different voice that we haven't heard all season. Completely different voice says no one's there. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like hides everything about herself. And Kay has been pushing honesty and transparency their entire relationship. And so that so Wendy, that's the last straw for Wendy. She just can't handle it anymore because she realized Kay everyone is just as fake as everybody knows else. It's Wendy. I couldn't not do that. <laughs> so that's why and then uh Wendy gets an answering machine and Kay leaves some messages or I think she plugs it in and Kay is leaving the first message when Wendy's just like, No, I'll talk to you. I'll let you know what's going on. And she does. And she does. Mm-hmm. It is brutal. Yep. Yep. I think the line that I took away from there was, you're just a bartender who gets relationship advice from bus stop magazines. Yep. Boom. She says that. And then she walks away. And then she walks away. Mm-hmm. And then we don't see Wendy again. Yes. Or Kay. Yes. We might see Wendy one more time. I think she might talk with Gunn like, very briefly, but she's not part of the story really anymore, at least for this season. And then we come to the end of this episode where they're, they talk to, so the only reason they went after the KKK guy was because the police DA chief? and the police chief wanted them to. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, and Bill Hold, wants to too. Holden He's, thinks it's a horrible idea because it doesn't match his profile mm-hmm. because they're white. And Bill wants to follow every lead. Right. Uh, just like they used to. Mm-hmm. Holden doesn't think they have to do that anymore because he thinks that their ideology is not flawed. Mm-hmm. So they do that, and obviously that goes nowhere, like we said. Mm-hmm. And then they, at at one point, they look at Holden. What would you do? And he goes, "Well, there's been bodies in the river, so I would post police force." At the river, like at the river and under the bridge, and wait for a body to drop. Every river crossing within how many miles? It was, it was, it's a lot. Yeah. And the guy looks at him like, that's impossible. But they're so desperate. But we're gonna do it. Yeah. So they do it. Mm-hmm. And I think it goes on for how many days? I mean, it goes on for five weeks. Yeah. They go for a long time. And the last day, some deputy, some trainee, I think a trainee I, police officer. I think he's just a rookie, yeah. Wakes up to a splash. Mm-hmm. And the car that crosses the bridge then turns around and comes back. And they cut him off. Mm-hmm. And by the time Holden 
and Bill get there. They're talking to him and they say, this is Wayne Bertram Williams. Do you know why we pulled you over? And his response is the creepiest response ever. Well, it's probably about the missing boys. And then it goes into episode nine. Episode nine is about Wayne Williams. Yes, the entire episode is pretty much focused on convicting Wayne Williams. So, it's called Poetic Justice, which I cannot believe they didn't play the um, Kendrick Lamar song. But they don't. Oh, this this credit sequence has what I have written down as <laughs> choral credits. Right, because they had a chorus playing over it instead of the normal uh, instruments. <laughs> it was cool. It mm-hmm. was cool. But mm-hmm. you know what I did? I skipped it because I hate the freaking opening thing for this TV show. It's so sad to me. I hate it. It's so long. I've already done that. I'm not doing it again. But the visuals are so cool. No, it's not not when you've seen it already. Yes, when you've seen it already. I watch the intro for every episode. Well, that just makes you... uh, (laughs) I learn something new every time. I don't know what that makes you. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. No, you don't. He unscrewed that knob this time. It was crazy. Do you know what that knob does? It uh, adjusts things. No, the answer is no. Oh, okay. It adjusts things. Yeah, okay. (laughs) But do you know what it adjusts? Mm, Probably something to do with tone. It's terrible. Make sure you hit that skip intro button. Most people do. Most people love that button. That's the greatest button ever, but I can still complain about it. I hate that button. So as I said, 7, 8, 9 are like a wrap-up, but this is like the real wrap-up. Because it, the re, it's the real wrap-up for the Atlanta child murders, which isn't satisfying because they're... No, because the whole thing isn't sat Like... When you, if you listen to that other podcast we were talking about, like, there's no solid answer to who did it. Like, they're, they only charged Wayne Williams with two of the 29 murders. And it was the two adults, right? It wasn't even the kids. Right. So, um, but there's a lot of weird stuff that Wayne Williams does. Yeah. Everything, I mean, I guess you could file it all under circumstantial evidence, but, when he was talking and kind of revealing details about his life, and then we started listening to other people talk about what he does, it I was just like, oh yeah, there's no way he didn't do it. This guy is just way too suspicious. And I think that's part of the show's job to make you think that he did it without completely saying he did it. Because they say, and look, a lot of those are things that he said. He did say a lot of those things. And they didn't, they did see the rope in the back of the car, they say, but they never pulled it for evidence. Right, because they were rookie cops. And Holden never explicitly told them, hey, bag everything. Yeah, and he goes, I didn't think I had to say that. Right. <laughs> um, so, and then Williams does a lot of weird things. Like after he gets arrested or indicted or whatever, or he's being watched, he calls his own press conference because he's a suspect. Like, it's just weird. It's like he's trying to take control of the situation. And that's weird because the way that the FBI unit views that is that if you're trying to take control of this, then you probably did it. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, they were saying that would be a really smart move to get out in front of it. Well, because a lot of a lot of the serial killers that they have watched are present at random searches and. Right. Uh, just different things. Like, I think Kemper says that he would go out to 
help find bodies that were his. So he could go back. So to the he scene could of the go crime. back to the scene of the crime mm-hmm. and relive his experience without necessarily. Well, because he volunteers for it, it throws it throws it through suspicion off of him. Right. So now I cannot remember if this is entirely true or not, but they do have a scene where Wayne Williams drives to the mayor's house. Such a good scene. Why does he drive to the mayor's house? Well, the the reason he drove over there that, that you think originally is because he's trying to get the attention of the mayor. He's trying to, he, I mean, he drives over there, he parks his car on the street, he opens up the door, honks his horn until the mayor comes out of his house. And you think he's just trying to draw attention to it like, hey, you know, do you see this going on? But then, you know, the FBI agents find out that really his dad is trying to find a charter plane out of the country. And I have not found any evidence to back up the charter plane. However, Wayne Williams did drive to the mayor's house. Like, actually did it. Hmm. That's insane. (laughs) It's like, hey, guess what I'm going to do? And he drives to the mayor's house, and, and in real life, he actually drives to the commissioner's house as well. Mm-hmm. And the FBI thought he was becoming erratic and might uh, flee. Hmm. Which is crazy that he did that, especially if he actually committed the murders. What Do you think he did? Yes, absolutely. But yeah? he still hasn't been convicted. So. And do you think, but do you think he did just based on Mindhunter, or do you think he did based on facts? I think the most... Because Mindhunter is fiction. Right, right. I think the most compelling facts. The most compelling fact to me is that the murders stopped after Wayne went to prison. Or after really after Wayne was arrested. Yeah, but that could just be the guy was like, they caught someone, I'm done. Yeah, but if he was a true serial killer who killed twenty seven kids. Then he moved to another state and kept doing it. Mm-hmm. It could be. I don't know. I think he did. What do you think? Do you think everything's just too circumstantial? No, I think he did it. Oh, okay. Totally think he did it. Mm -hmm. There's no hard evidence that he did it, but all the evidence says, to me, Mm -hmm. he did it. Mm -hmm. It's just too too convenient. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. He could just be a really weird guy, (laughs) but I don't think so. I think when you listen to a lot of these podcasts or you listen to interviews with the serial killers, at some point you're going to run into someone who's legit, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like that's what they said about the serial podcast was like, oh, it's probably just, you do. there's no way that Adnan Syed is like the actual killer. Like the chances of you running into an actual serial killer are like slim to none. There's no way that he's playing you that much. And I kept thinking, yeah, but, but, but what if, what if he is? Hmm. Same with Wayne Williams. Like, yeah, but, I don't believe him. Right. Because his answers are just weird. Like, well, yeah, I was just doing this because, you know. So do you find it frustrating that he's behind bars, but he was never convicted for the 27 child murders? Or are you just happy he's behind bars? It frustrates me, but it doesn't frustrate me near as much as the Atlanta community. Sure. Sure. Um. I'm happy that he's behind bars, but the fact that they can't pin the other murders on him is worrisome. Because it feels like, like, um, what's her name in the episode says they're taking, this is what's known as a victory lap. You're supposed to take that after you win. Right. 
it's kind of like it does feel a lot like Atlanta was like, there he is, we got him, it's over. Mm-hmm. And it was over. But I don't know whether that was because it was him. I think it was. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that it was. True. True. And either way, Wayne Williams is going to be in behind behind bars for the rest of his life. He's going to be behind the prison, you know, where all the serial killers stay. Under the prison. <laughs> For the rest of his life, either way. I mean, there's no way he's getting out. So, but yeah, I mean, I get, I get what, uh, oh gosh, I don't remember her name, but what one Camille? of Camille? Camille, yeah. What she said at the end, you know, yeah, he's behind bars, but he's not behind bars. He's not serving time because he killed my son. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was, that was kind of depressing too. You know, it's, it's, would you call it a bittersweet moment? You know? Yeah, because they think they got a guy and Holden's pretty sure it's that guy. Yes. Holden's like, yep, we got him. Told yes. you. So. Can't believe we got him due to our lack of evidence, but we still got him. There is um, the fiber evidence that they don't talk about a lot mm-hmm. in the show is a big deal mm-hmm. in the actual case. So look that up. Okay. I'll have to read about that. So they, they wrap up that and then they wrap up or they end the episode with uh, the BTK. Can we call it a cold closure? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, with him about to pleasure himself with all of the trophies he's collected. So knowing that's the ending and knowing that really the, the BSU is really taking off because of this case, where do you think the show's going to go after this? Uh, BTK. I mean, that's going to be your main guy, right? Well, I mean, if they follow history, then they can't catch him until, what, 2005? That's right. But are they going to try? I don't know. Are they, they going to even figure out? They kind of went after him this season. but I don't, Are they going to catch a lot of other people? In the wake of him thinking that those people are him? Maybe, but there's plenty of serial killers throughout history or throughout the past, you know, 20, 30 years, 40 years that they they're could... either we already talked about this a little bit. They're either gonna jump into the future <laughs> or Holden. just or just yeah, I don't know. Old man holding. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know what they're gonna go after go I mean, what's the next big serial killer case after this? After the I don't know. Murders? So are they gonna talk about serial killers now or are they just gonna try and make us care more about the relationships of the people in the BSU? Because I don't care enough about that. Well something's gotta happen with, with Like if Bill. episodes one is just like Bill can't find his wife, I'll be like, Okay, I'm not watching this anymore. You might want to give it two episodes. If episode two is also Holden still doesn't have a girlfriend and Wendy's up the creek. <laughs> Well, I don't think Holden cares that he doesn't have a girlfriend. Oh, no. I think he totally cares. I don't think so. He didn't seem like he does. He, he seems like he's pouring into his work more now because Yeah, he but is have that a, a good thing? Overall, I, I mean, personally, I believe that everybody should have a balanced life. So I think it would be good for him to find somebody. But I think until he does that, he will keep pouring himself into his work, which might... Actually, I don't know about the guy... I don't guy. know if it's a good or a bad thing, though. And I... I don't know that I agree with you that he doesn't care because he's a almost gonna hook up with that girl in the beginning of the season. Mm, yeah, he did think it was a date. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but I don't know. I don't know much about the guy that his character is based off of, and I don't know if that guy has a family or if he ever, you know, if he ever date anybody. But I don't know if that matters. Like Holden's the character they're they're exploring. So I'm wondering if does Holden's lack of structure in having a girlfriend make him more erratic? Because he still has the he's having the panic attacks, he's having all that. Is he more erratic because 
of the lack of structure. Hmm. I don't know. He didn't have his first panic attack until after he met Kimber, which he didn't do, or until after he went and visited Kimber, which he didn't do until after he broke up with his girlfriend, or his girlfriend broke up with him. Um, but he also didn't his have new a new girlfriend, his Kimber. <laughs> but he also only had two panic attacks, or actually, really one panic attack this season, and then they did, he didn't have a panic attack after that. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. You don't buy it. It's just weird. Like, hey, we're gonna use this panic attacks to. Never mind, they don't exist. <laughs> I mean, it could be argued that it's because he's throwing himself into his work so much. Where do you think they're going? I don't know if there's any other big serial killers after this. They might chase after BTK, but if if they do, that's going to be a very frustrating season three because they're never gonna catch him if they if they stay historically accurate. So, I think it would be compelling. I mean. What year is it now in uh, the show? 1981 is when the Atlanta Child Murders uh, I wonder result. if they'd skip forward. They skipped forward two years between season one and season two. Well, I mean, not exactly between, but some at some point in season two, they skip ahead two years. Because season one ended in 1979. Mm-hmm. So, and they, and they didn't really get involved in Atlanta until around 1981. So Yeah, so maybe they skip forward more than two years. I don't know. I don't know who the next guy is. There, David. There are a ton of serial killers. Mm-hmm. You know, you're talking about the Kyle Kinane bit. We've got someone killing five people right now. Yeah, he's not wrong. Mm-hmm. It's kind of bad. It's really bad. When- there is a entire podcast. There are multiple podcasts just devoted to today on serial killers. Mm-hmm. We have this guy today on serial killers. We have this guy, and it just keeps going. It's like unlimited content. Mm-hmm. I guess short stories. We don't know where they're going to go. Yeah. I thought that know, was going to be a compelling question. I Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I thought we were going to figure it out, but uh, turns out we're not. Turns out all the good serial killers happened in the 60s, 70s, and... and all, all the good serial killers. <laughs> all the good guys. The good murderers. I was wondering if they would go... Um, Unabomber? Yeah, but he's just, he's a spree. He's not really a serial killer. Yeah, because he just did the one, or how many bombs did he do? Is it just the I'm one? I'm not sure. We could watch the series on that with Sam Worthington. You mean the series that, about the guy, well, there's a movie coming out that Clint Eastwood did about the guy. It's yes. coming out about the guy who was accused of it. Was accused of it. But he ended up not, or at least he was never convicted. Right. Um. Yeah, what was his name? It's like Jewel. Uh, yeah, yeah, R- Richard Robert Jewell. You're right, it's Richard Jewell. Hey, look at that. And that's the name of the movie. Should we just mm-hmm. end with the okay, bye. Oh, that would be interesting to watch. And anyway, it's pretty clear that we have no idea where season three is going. <laughs> well, whatever it is, it'll be compelling. I mean, I hope so. I hope it's not one of those, oh man, season one and two are good. Season three, I can't watch this anymore. Maybe they'll do something like, I don't know, maybe they'll do a great opening like season one, episode one with the, with the shotgun. Oh my gosh, yeah. I, I one feel of those one of those stop back 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 play again <laughs> moments. I'm so attached to the characters at this point though, I really don't care where they go. I think yeah, I'm not like you in that regard. Thanks for listening, guys. We were, we had uh we had some fun going through Mindhunter together and uh we're gonna do better with the next episode or the next uh TV show, I mean. Which, by the way, is gonna be Jack Ryan. Yes. I think we're only doing two episodes uh for season one. Part one will cover Episodes one through four. Part two will cover episodes five through eight. And they're going to be kind of recaps just because we feel like a lot of people are really going to be diving into season two. 
So we're going to try and get all those done quickly mm-hmm. so that we can release them a, around about November 1st or before November 1st mm-hmm. when season two starts. And then we'll be devoting one episode per episode for Jack Ryan season two. Yes, that's the plan. Mm-hmm. We'll see if it works. Hopefully it'll work better than Mindhunter did. Yeah, hopefully so. (laughs) Anyway, all right. I've been Alex. And this has been David. All right, bye. Okay, bye. (laughs)